Welcome to Messy Life Podcast. You know, life is messy, but it's in our mess that we find our message. And just because your life is messy, it doesn't mean you're messed up. We want to open up our lives. We want to open up our mess. We want to open up what we've learned through really painful, dark journeys. And our hope on the other end of this podcast, on the other end of Messy Life, is that you would find courage and strength and laughter and joy in the midst of your journey, that you would know that you are not in this alone and that you are stronger than you ever thought you were. So let's get messy. <laughs> like that. You made it. You're here. It's Messy Life Podcast, episode 16. And we want to let you know that premiering tonight on YouTube, Friday, May 1st, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, is the third date of the social distancing date night challenge. It's entitled Fight Night Heroes. Now, if you started here at episode 16, I want you to travel back to episode 14 for the very first date and then experience episode 15 for the second date because each of these dates build on each other and then meet us back here for episode 16. With each of the dates, we have these free downloads, notes, and a date night activity. You can get those at joeljohnson.org slash date night or like always on the podcast, you can go to your show notes at joeljohnson.org slash podcast. We'll have a link in there and you can download the notes and activities. So tonight... Friday night, May 1st, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you can make it, we want to live chat with you. Casey and I will be on chatting with people from all over the country and around the world as we watch the premiere this evening. But if you can't make it, you can still download all the materials and watch it later on YouTube on joeljohnson.org slash date night. Or if you're not operating a car, a motorboat, a big rig, a tractor, some sort of motorized vehicle, you can download it now and follow along on the podcast. So please, right now, grab your spouse, grab your sugar, your honey, your bae, your boo, and get ready for social distancing date night Number three, Fight Night Heroes. Welcome to date number three, three, Fight Night Heroes. (laughs) This is going to be a great and potentially intense date night session. Fingers crossed that you guys survive this. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we're going to be bringing you uh, an incident that even happened yesterday as we're growing in our conflict skills as a married couple. Yeah, absolutely. One of the most important things that you can do in a relationship is conflict resolution. Absolutely. And you need it in your marriage, you need it in your friendships, you need it in your working relationships. You need it in your parenting. And I am really passionate, actually, about conflict resolution. Um, Maybe because (laughs) I've been on the giving and receiving end of some pretty rough conflict. And um, I think one of the most important skills that we can utilize and strengthen in ourselves is conflict resolution. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit, tell you some of the tools and the tips and yep. tricks that we've learned along the way, we've learned them all the hard way. 
Um, and so we're going to be kind of vulnerable with you guys as we navigate through a fight that we literally just had yesterday. Yeah. And um, some of the, the things we want to just share at the end of tonight's date will cut your fight time down 90%. Yeah, it really will. And the truth is, it's all in communication. And I think there's a couple of things before we dive in that mm -hmm. you have to keep in mind. And these are really hard to keep in mind when you're mad or you're in your, your feels or your emotion. Yeah, um, but a couple things to keep it in mind, and we've said this before, stay humble and stay teachable in your fight. It's so true. And give one another margin to say it messy. And again, we've said this before in, in our previous um, date nights, but those three ingredients Mm -hmm. are massive when it comes to conflict resolution. Say it kind, but say it messy. Say it messy. And so we kind of ran into a situation that happened yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> that I think is a good learning experience for me and Joel, but also a learning experience for you guys. So, and it's kind of funny because it also falls in line with our different personalities and how we process information. Yeah. Um, it's uh, my P. Uh, collided with your J. Yes. And so we had a situation happen yesterday where we were going to be taking our kids kayaking. Um, Hold and on. I, Let me just take a long drink <laughs> of coffee right here. Hold on one second. I, we were going to take our kids. Mm. Uh, oh, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that you're drinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking that. Sort of well, you know, you know, coffee is, you know, <laughs> it is the Christian cocaine. Stop. It's the Nazarite narcotic. So it, it's pepping me up for this oh, one. Oh, my Lord, help us. Um, anyways, <laughs> we were going to take our kids kayaking, and I had a team, a filming team, that was going to be meeting me there for some videos that we're doing for work. And so we had a set time that we needed to be there. So we were going to get them set up, and then... Our family was just going to kind of go kayaking. Yeah, and this is behind the scenes. Can I just say this? I was just thinking, processing about the um, pictures that are on social, on yours, on mine, on Messy Life Podcast social. And they look so happy of us yeah. kayaking. They're that's, like that's the right. best moments. But we're giving you the backstory to that. <laughs> of those. what happened in, in the car on the way there is what oh, we're going to tell my you. Gosh. We were really happy in that moment. But in the car on the way there, we were having a... Um, a, a discussion. Yeah, I'm going to just get another Stop. drink of coffee and get my nine shots of espresso. I can't. Okay. So anyway, this is what happened. I communicated to Joel, I guess it was Friday. Let's get a plan together for the weekend. I had two activities that I had planned for the kids. Yes. There's some projects that Joel needed to complete. And so we worked through all, he's going to stay home for the first one. He's going to come with us for the second one. Great, we communicated through a plan of what we were gonna do. And then the night before, I let Joel know what time I needed to be at the river to kayak. And then the morning of, I let him know again what time I needed to be there. I let him know. Do all of the peas out there. I'm you're, building my case is what I'm doing. Yes, you're doing a fine job of that. But all the peas out there are, <laughs> we're starting to feel the same thing and all the J's let probably. Let me tell you what I also did. I, I created a 10-minute buffer in this time for his pee. I almost said for your penis. <laughs> your Janus and my pee. Scratch that. Can we cut that out? <laughs> Jesus, help me. So I even allotted 10-minute buffer time for a false deadline. So I let him know we need to leave the house at 1.15. Told him over and over again, we need to leave the house at 1.15. So at like... 
12.15, he's starting his workout. Well, well, you did say on yesterday, which was the day we were going kayaking. But you did say, drinking But you also coffee. said we, we need to go at 1.30. So I was thinking in my brain. No, I oh, said we, we, we need to one. leave at 1.15. No, 1.30 was what you, no. you told me. Because it was 12.45. We have clearly it not was 12, worked through this. It was 12.45. <laughs> When you were like, are you going to have enough time to work out? And I said, yes, absolutely. I was going to do a, tw- a, a quick 20-minute workout. And I did do it. I finished in 20 minutes and I was downstairs. But unfortunately, now it was like 110. It was 115. And I, I was struck I was struck <laughs> by this insatiable <laughs> hunger. Like I needed to eat something. So I proceeded to make myself something to eat. And I was trying to hurry as fast as I Listen, can. Listen, I, I would put money on the fact that I told you 115. Here's why. Because the truth is it takes 30 minutes to get there and I put a 10 minute buffer in. So I know I told you 115. So I, I, told him I don't know how it entered into my psyche. He said she probably put a buffer in there my for mind. me. So no, I got 10 no. extra minutes. <laughs> now I just added an extra even, 10 minute buffer. <laughs> I even allotted five minutes to just get the kids into the car. Oh that's what happened. I told him, see, that's what you get. That's what you get. Oh, that was fantastic. Uh, this is busted okay. up. Okay. See, you can tell we clearly have not finished working through this fight. Welcome to our marriage. Yeah, we're processing with you. We're bringing you in. We're probably being a little too vulnerable, but it's fine. This is life. This is day number 875 of quarantine. We're going crazy. Truly. So anyway, okay. listen, you guys. I, it's I, 115. I told him 115. I told him, and in his mind, it was 130. See? What in the world? Anyway. 1.15, a homie is working out. And I said, okay, are you going to be ready by 1.15 to go? I'll be, I've got plenty of time. I did not believe that for one minute. Yeah. Well, I, I have to continue to look good for you, babe. Oh, you know, I, I, I would much rather you be on time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, 1.15, oh his God. butt comes rolling downstairs. <laughs> more sip of this. Hungry for lunch. It's time to go. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think that part through though. No. <laughs> Not a lot for lunch in this schedule. Mind you, here's one thing to keep in mind. My definition of getting the kids ready and out of the house is very different than Joel's definition of this is funny too because it's a feeler a little bit versus a thinker. I'm thinking about the experience. Yeah. I am thinking about our peace of mind. I know that these kids are gonna come off that kayak starving. So I've packed lunch or I guess a snack for after we get off the kayak. Yeah. I also realize that there's a good likelihood that they're going to go jumping in the water and get wet. So we've packed extra sets of clothes and towels for them to change into. All the snacks for the car, snacks for us to have a picnic when we're done kayaking. That's my definition of getting the kids ready. For me, yo, it's just like, hey, have you used the restroom? You got your shoes on? All right, let's go. (laughs) So it's a little bit different. Like, and then we'll just... You know, make it work as we go. I've always done it that way. We will survive. And so that's kind of the predicament and our things are uh, different J and P colliding there. Right. So I have managed to get two children who are 875 days into quarantine 
ready, fully dressed, and pack extra sets of clothes, shoes on, hair brushed and fixed, a picnic packed, and car snacks packed, and everything set aside to get in the car and myself ready by 1.15. This man is eating lunch at 1.15. So, yeah, well, and I was prepared to drive and eat it in my lap on the way. So, yes. so that's what and I was thinking. And he gets in the car. Do you want me to drive with a plate of food? No, but, I don't want you to drive. But I will say, okay, I, okay, after we we're, were done. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I know, tell, no, we're but still in I'm it. conceding. But after we were done, I was... Are I'm, you conceding? <laughs> no, no. I was so thankful to be able to hang out on the rocks, have lunch, hang out with Lincoln and Reagan, and it was so nice, and the experience was so much better. And so I'm so glad that you can put up with a pee sometimes so that we can, you know, enjoy this amazing meal and and thing. But I will say, when we were out on the kayaks, uh, I will actually, I had a, um, a paddleboard. Paddle so our daughter wanted to be on the paddleboard, but Casey was telling her, hey, you probably shouldn't because you're going to be cold. It's the windy. The wind is going to blow. Gonna, you're going to so cry. That was exactly correct. <laughs> but I was, I was really good in the moment to he be able to finesse with our amazing. daughter, to be able to get our son, to yes. transition. So even though good I was so thankful for the planning at the end, in the moment, I was able yes. to actually do something really great. Not only yeah. that, babe, remember, we were out, we went on that dock, we went out there, and then all of a sudden, our son said, there's snakes out here. Yes. So there was this huge, it looked to me like a, a six-foot snake, and so it, it was, was kind massive. of under the dock. So you walk down the dock, you hop off a step, and then you're out it on this other part snakes. of this, this, this dock. And you couldn't see it until you were coming back. And there they were. Well, in the midst of that, I scoop up our daughter Mm -hmm. in my arms. I hop over the snake. I bring our children (laughs) home safely to the kayak and to the paddleboard. Heroically, may Mm -hmm. I add. And so in the moment... I was able to great. save our children from a near-death experience near death. in the middle of that. And then, because oh, of you, we were Lord. able to enjoy a, a planned-out snack and picnic. Yeah, this is what I did while all of that was going on. The kids were jumping on and off the paddleboard, crying because it was cold, running from the snake. I was sitting back in that kayak telling them, I told you. You didn't get up one time. I did not get up one time. You did <laughs> say, I tell time. you. I told you this happened. <laughs> yes, I did. I sat in that kayak and I said, do not get mommy wet. And when Reagan was freezing cold, I said, I told you. I told you you were going to get wet and freezing cold. But she nestled back up in the kayak and I tried to cover her up with extra things and that I, I think, brought. I think Reagan is a pee as well. <laughs> Reagan is a pee. Yeah. So here's what happened in the car. We hop in the car. Mind you, I'm now 15 minutes late for a team that's meeting me there at 2. So I'm now 15 minutes late and would be totally fine if it was just our family going. Who cares? We're 15 minutes late. But I had people waiting on me. I had a team counting on me and waiting on me. So I was 
fuming on the inside. Like I was yeah. really frustrated. And the truth is I was frustrated at 1230 when he was upstairs working out because I knew, <laughs> um, but I just had to let reality come to play so that I could be like, I told you so. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> really, no, I'm no, actually, <laughs> but in the car, when you brought it up, in the car, when you brought it up, you did an incredibly good job. I exercised an enormous amount of self-control. Of saying it kind, and it wasn't even that messy. It was actually yeah. well communicated. To yeah, me. I just said to him, I said, hey, I just want to process with you something that I'm working through. I am working through some frustration in regards to the situation that happened this morning. And I, I said, you know, I may not be right, and my perspective may not be fully right, but I just want to let you know that this situation did frustrate me. And I told him, I said... I communicated to you multiple times that we need to be ready and out the door by 1.15 and yeah. I have a team waiting on me at 2. And I feel frustrated that I said, I know it's the difference between a P and a J and I understand that, but I do feel frustrated because I'm late because of you. And I, um, and, I and then I mentioned, I don't know how I said it, but I mentioned something about not being available to help me get everything ready for the kids. And I, I I'm said, very kind, very yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I got quiet because I'm internally <laughs> yeah. processing. She externally processes. So I'm processing and she allowed me, you didn't say anything. You were just there and it's boiling on the inside. And, um, you did a very good job. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and I, I just, and my response to her was, um, well, babe, if you would have communicated to me, you could have helped me and communicated to me that you needed my help prior to us leaving and I could have planned better. Help, meaning getting my help, help getting the kids out Because the she door. had told me one thirty, And so... Uh, I did not tell <laughs> So at that point when he said you could have communicated yeah. that you needed help getting the kids ready... I wanted to pull the car over on the side of the road and leave him and on was, the side of the road. It was at this point that I said to myself, why did I say that? I was thinking... Because your response was... Do you remember your response? I probably said, well, the last time I checked, they're both of our children, not just mine. But I didn't say that. Yeah, you said it with that tone, but you said... <laughs> and that's exactly the point. Because we have done this long enough together... Ten years. That you... I would think that you would already know that there's some preparation that needs to happen for our children prior. Yeah, ten years. And ten I years. had nothing to say. I, I literally had... No, I mean, it was mic drop in the car. I was there... Stunned and baffled and thinking to myself, stupid, stupid, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I was like, okay. And I did say, I was like, okay, well, yeah. I had to get myself ready, Lincoln ready, Reagan ready, and everything prepared for them. And we've done this for 10 years. And I feel a little bit frustrated that you automatically assume. Ooh, that was it. That it's my responsibility to get the kids ready. So you take care of yourself and I have to take care of me and the other two kids because it's assumed that it's my role to get the kids ready to go. Yeah. And, and then I just... And and the truth of it, the truth of it was, is that <laughs> she was 100% correct. 
But the other of it plays into RJ and RP. Tell and me. there's some gray area in our perspectives. And honestly, I did think it, you said 1.30 on the day. So I was thinking, oh, well, it's not 1.15. It's now 1.30. What, however you said it, I interpreted it <laughs> through my lens and my mind. Heard, oh, 1.30. I'm just saying... That, I'm just saying I thought I heard you say 1.30 and with all honesty, but uh, it was right. I wasn't really thinking. I mean, we've done this for for 10 years and I wasn't thinking, you know, I, I was being a little bit selfish. And so in the car, there was silence for a little while, not because it was like crazy tense. We were talking, we had talked a little bit. We just needed a minute. But, we just but, needed a minute. But about, I was processing it and I was thinking about it. Remember, I'm internally processing yeah. this. And I said, you know, babe, I'm sorry. I could have done better at that. Yeah. I'm, I um, I wasn't helping in that process and we have done it for 10 years and will you forgive me? So. Yeah, he handled it very well. Now, at that point, what I wanted to do was keep going, you know, but I just was like, thank you so much. And then I let it go. Now, I needed a minute to calm down and like, yeah. you know, I think I did express to him a little bit further. I, I did say like, hey, if it were just us and the kids, it wouldn't be a big deal. But this is a reflection of me and I have people waiting on me and I really dislike that. So it was a great yeah. opportunity to exercise self-control. Like, and I did save our children from twin five-foot snakes. Oh, my gosh. So that's a plus. Yes, it definitely is a plus. And Joel is way better. I mean, the truth is you're totally right. When we get out there on the water, he is way better. Like, he'll, we had to switch from a kayak to a paddleboard because Reagan wanted to swim in the water. And, you She know, thought she wanted to swim in the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, he's way funner and way better and he'll jump out and go on the dock. Like he's just way better in the moment than me, you know, and I just sit back and enjoy. I've planned for this. I'm good. Y'all are taking you're, care you're of like the architect. You're, yeah, you're the, the architect. puppet master watching your plan unfold. Yeah. And I just, and then when they're all cold and worn out, I nestle them up in my little kayak and they were both in my kayak cause they didn't want to be on the paddleboard getting wet anymore. So I had both kids in the kayak with me and I just paddled them nice and relaxing back to the dock, you know, but, yeah. but the truth is it's, it's a great opportunity. There's a couple of things that you have to understand. This is where personalities are huge. Joel is not wired to be a planner. Um, he giving him a false deadline of 115, even though he, he gave himself a built-in buffer. Yeah. The jury's still out on the 115. <laughs> Um, but anyway, it's navigating personality type. And I did lead with that as I approached Joel. I said, hey, I know that this in a lot of ways is a difference in you're yeah. a P and I'm a J. And so I understand that. But I want you to know that the way this panned out frustrated me. And so it took a lot of grace on both parts, a lot of humility yeah. on both parts, giving one another margin to share and articulate. There's been many times that I've messed up mm -hmm. and I've been on the receiving end of Joel having to say, hey, just so you know, this frustrated me. Um, and I have to say to myself, Casey, be humble. Casey, be teachable. Casey, be humble. Casey, yeah. be teachable. You know, and be receptive to their perspective because we've said all throughout yeah. this, it's not about Joel winning and it's not about me winning. It's about the team winning. It's about both of us working together and navigating through conflict um, where we're humble, we're teachable, and we want to hear one another's perspectives 
and grow together and be better together. So yeah, marriage is messy and you're going to have fights yeah. and it's not going to be all clean all the time. And so you're going to have fights, you're yeah. going to have conflict. And so you have to be ready to apologize. Yeah. Now what's interesting and most people know about love language. Yeah. Uh, there's five love languages, but there's also apology languages as well. And this is the tool that is going to help you cut down your fight time 90%. Yep. Because oftentimes you're speaking your own apology language to yep. someone who's not receiving that apology language. And if you'll learn what their language is and can approach them with that apology in that way, then here's what happens. Your conflict time shortens down, but not only that, your spouse then can actually feel like there's resolution, like there's some sort of resolve. You've spoken it into a way that they hear that apology. They can yeah. receive that. Forgiveness can happen, yeah. which helps you be able to forget it much faster yeah. and to move on. Yeah. And so we've done something different on this video. We, we want to tell you about these five apology languages, but in order to do that, we want to take you down to Southern California, to San Bernardino, <laughs> California, One at the Way favorite churches. World Outreach, where we were sharing this, these five apology languages with a crowd there. Yeah, and it's a great tool as you're navigating conflict. And like Joel said, it's it's an incredible tool that you receive an apology differently. And so, and we'll share about this in this video that you're gonna watch, but you go back and forth, back and forth, not realizing that you're not articulating an, an apology the way they receive it. You're doing it the way you receive it. And so it's really important to study the way that your spouse receives an apology and it will empower you in your marriage, in your team. Yeah. It will even empower you in your parenting. I mean, that was huge for Joel and I to even learn how to apologize to our kids in the way that they receive it. So we hope that this is an amazing tool for you guys. And, and we'll be right back yeah, we'll be after back. it. So check tuned. out this clip. We'll see you in a minute. <laughs> there are five ways that most people receive apologies. So let me just share mine with you. And the way that I receive uh, apologies is something called accepting responsibility. If someone will just say, hey, I did something wrong. I'm sorry. I, I did something wrong. I own it. I'm good with it. Like I'm done and I'm just like, accept it. Now, if you say this one, this one's hard for me to receive. Um, you know what? I'm sorry that um, what I did made you feel bad or feel a certain way. I'm like, you are not taking any responsibility at all. I don't receive that inside of me. That's what's going on. And he so, so mad. the first way that, that a bunch of people receive um, an apology is when you accept responsibility. And you can also go to fivelovelanguages.com. You can take this quiz. Um, it's super cool. Take it, read it, and then read your spouses. So mine is expressing regret. And it's when you zero in on the emotional hurt. It's admission of guilt and shame for causing pain. I want you to be remorseful that you hurt me. I want you to feel badly for hurting my feelings. And it is so funny, I said we're gonna tell on ourselves a lot this morning, but when Joel and I were learning this, like we would get in a disagreement oh, and Joel would apologize and he would take responsibility. I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have said that. 
And I would just repeat the way he made me feel. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, here, here's how to go. She'd be talking and I'd be like, oh, I totally see I messed up. I, I, okay, I'm wrong. I was wrong in that situation and I am sorry. And she would just keep going, <laughs> like with the same intensity. And, and, then, and then like two minutes, went, okay, okay. Well, I see that I'm wrong. Like, I, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I see that. And she would continue to go on. And this would go on and I would start and say, time out. Okay, I have just said that I'm wrong five times. I have just said I am sorry five times. Why are you, why are you going? It was because... He wasn't like expressing regret that he hurt my feelings. And so I didn't feel like he got it. So I'd say it again and again and again. He would get so frustrated. Because I was speaking my apology language to her. I was like, oh, you know, yeah. I, I see I'm accepting responsibility, but she wanted me to, to say, hey, you know what? I'm so sorry that I hurt you. And if I can act, add a little bit more emotion to it, it's it all the better, right? I'm like, I am really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, but I totally I you. forgive you. All is good. And I'm then we so can... <laughs> Arrowhead, I am so sorry. <laughs> And then I'm good. We can move on. We're good. All right. The third major way <laughs> is making restitution. Let me give you an example of that. And I, I wish we could give you more. We're running out of time here. Um, please just go to our podcast, Messy uh, Life Podcast. We have a marriage episode called Messy Marriage Conversations. It's free. Just we go got to in a any... fight over coffee. Yeah, and we yeah like it's a caffeinated discussion for sure. And how uh, we navigated through it. So go there. We got a lot of great information on this. Um, but number three is make restitution. Um, this is a good example of that. So let's say I'm late for dinner and, and a person who'd receive, uh, or your spouse, if they receive apologies from making restitution, you'd say this, what can I do to make it up to you? I was late for dinner. What can I do to make it up to you? And that speaks, some of you, you're like, yeah, I want my spouse to say that to me. Why don't they say that? Well, maybe they don't know your language, but today this will help your conversation and healthy communication and your apologies. And number four is request forgiveness. It's physically and verbally requesting forgiveness. Value and recognize the need for forgiveness. So this is my son Lincoln's um, apology love language. So when he does something wrong, he'll always say, I'm sorry, mom, will you forgive me? And most of the time I would respond saying, oh, it's okay, buddy. And then one day I was talking to him and he said to me, mom, you never forgive me when I say I'm sorry. And I was thinking in my mind, well, cause you don't express regret for what you did wrong. But I didn't say that to him. I did not say that to him. I'm not that terrible of a mother. But I realized in the moment, oh my gosh, like for him verbally saying, I forgive you is really important to him in his apology love language. So now every time Lincoln apologized to you, he will always say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And then I have to respond, Thank you, Lincoln. Yes, I forgive you. Like I verbally have to say that to him for him to understand that I do forgive him. So his is requesting forgiveness. And the last uh, major way that people receive uh, apologies is genuine repentance. So you, you say, um, you know what? I see that, you know, and um, that will never happen again. And that speaks to some folks in here. And so learning your spouses and even your kids, it'll be great for that, but learning your spouses yeah. apology language will set you up to be able to 
go miles further down the road because now I can speak her language and she hears me and she can speak mine and we can forgive and it helps to forget yeah. so that we can move yeah. on. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, thank you guys. Thanks. Okay, so we hope that you learned a ton yep. about apology languages and that you can implement it into your conflict resolution. Yep, absolutely. So a quick reminder, you can head over to joeljohnson.org slash date, date night. night. And you can download all the material that you need, especially the um, Apology Love Language Quiz, which is on 5lovelanguages.com. But the link is on joeljohnson.org slash date night. So take that quiz, husband take it, wife take it, and then come back together and discuss your answers and the different ways that you receive an apology. And then we also have questions available for you too. So yeah. download those questions. And then after you're done taking your quiz, you can go through and answer those questions. We have gotten... The best, the best feedback, feedback yes. on these questions, like people telling us they went through the questions for two hours and, and just... And another couple saying, oh, we were up till 1 a.m. Yeah. going through these questions. Yep. So, so enjoy your time with the questions. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. What an incredible time this has been. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. And we hope through all of this that your marriage is stronger, that you fight yep. better, that you communicate better and have a better understanding of one another and um, produce healthier marriages and happier families. We love you guys. Let us know if you need anything. God bless. See Bye. ya. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Messy Life Podcast. Now, don't forget tonight, Casey and I will be premiering Fight Night Heroes on YouTube. You can come join us for live chat. It's at 9 p.m. tonight. Just go to joeljohnson.org slash date night for all of the information and to download your free notes and the date activity that comes along with it. Now, if you've missed any of the dates before, you can download all of the information, all of the materials, and watch the videos there anytime, anywhere that you'd like. We pray that your family stays healthy and whole, and that this time that we're going through will be the most profitable time for your relationship and for your family. God bless, till next time.